0: GG Poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet. Why play anywhere else? They have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site. GG Poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament. There are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or season pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18 plus, new UK players only. Minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply. Begamblerware.org and please play responsibly. forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast thank you very much have a great day and enjoy
1: the show
2: this podcast is part of the sports social podcast network this podcast is part of the sports social podcast network this podcast is part of the sports social
3: podcast network geico asks how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance of course you would and when it comes to great rates on insurance geico can help Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.
0: Hello and welcome to the Fighting Cop Podcast. I am your host, Flav. And I'm joined by spooky, felonious, and the telegraph's very own Charlie Parrish. We big up man like Paul Mitchell, windy drops of knowledge, Hull is previewed, internationals, do we need them? And we ask, who would Loris like to kill?
4: Yeah! Boom!
2: It's the fight in. It's the fighting
0: Cock It's the fighting It's the fighting Cock A come on, It's episode 16, season 4 of the Fighting Cop podcast. Welcome gentlemen.
4: Good evening. Hello.
1: Good evening. How's
4: everyone doing? I'm alright. I've had better days. <laughs> What's wrong? What is... I, I just—I think Thursday. I'm going to say just Thursday.
0: Yeah, we've uh, we've just come back from. Uh, well, I say just come back. We came back on Friday. Yeah, Manchester. I'm still feeling very jaded. It was uh, a fantastic experience. We're going to talk a little bit about it, not too much, you, Don't worry. Thank God. Actually, for that. there's so many people worried about what we're going to say when we record. <laughs> so we can't say hardly anything really because we've yeah. got to protect people. We've got to protect our sources. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it. First of all, uh, thank you very much, uh, Spooky, for coming back once again. I'm all right. I'm like a guest these days, Well, you are a guest. Every you again. Never turn up anymore, so I know. that makes you a guest. You used to be a part of the podcast. I know, man. Life's quite in the way. I did an interview on Thursday um, where, where where someone asked me why did I start. How did, how did the fighting cock come about? I said I I emailed some bloke I used to know.
2: <laughs> That's all, all the props
0: you got. got. <laughs> uh, we've also
1: got Charlie Parrish, Returns, second, second, tricky second album. Tricky second album. Let's hope it's not too tricky like <laughs> the season has been so far. Oh, Jesus. Um, thank you for coming back. The last oh, it's th- a pleasure. It's, I'm, I'm chuffed to be back. Thank you for the invite. It's a pleasure to have
0: you. Uh, you thank everyone for for voting for, for the fighting cock in the FBAs. Um, we, we fell short. We lost to a Kuna podcast and it was the last thing I wanted to to experience I mean we've finished second to them so many times <laughs> in my life and to yeah. go up all the way to Manchester to pay all that money to get that pissed and to lose to another podcast would be bad enough but to lose to one of them was was god awful
4: yeah wasn't happy
0: Bardi was not happy <laughs> uh, we will uh, I'll offer my apologies as the host of the Fighting Cop podcast to people there who um, experienced how unhappy Bardi was at the time. I won't say any more than that. Uh, but apologies to the people that organised the event, uh, to the people that went into the the, the the podcast category and everyone else who experienced his vitriol. I won't say any more than that, genuinely. Um, yeah, so anyway, we had a great time, fantastic time. Again, stuff. We did record a before and after podcast. <laughs> Uh, we we listened to it the next day and thought, there's no way we can put that out. Uh, Bitter bastards would would be the way I'd I'd describe the the second half of that
5: podcast. Just angry. How long was it then? How, what, what did you recall? Only, like, about only hour, an hour now? No, about 15 about 10, minutes.
4: 10, 15 minutes of just, um, just, just bitterness. The first, the,
0: first, the first part of it was good. It was all like, we're really happy to be here. It's a great thing to be awarded. Do you remember yeah. when we first set up? We yeah. were just in a pub and you could hear the squeaking of people's doors when, you know, recording and stuff. And then the second half of the podcast was like, how fucking dare they? <laughs> how dare they? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it was a little bit probably unfair. The stuff we said. So, uh, you'll never hear that. would Yeah, it. it's gone into the vaults of... It, um,
4: might, it might be like two Tupac dies, though, you know. It might just come out <laughs> like years later. When well, we're all dead.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. You reckon that the weight of the fucking cock just will li- live on that long? When yeah, I die, so... Yeah. I, was, I was I was, composed. I was... Uh, it was basically Bardi, who was the least composed, <laughs> who... Uh, well, and the fact that every time... I asked Ricky a question on the podcast. Imagine that we were recording it for people to listen to. He'd start talking, and then suddenly stop and just go "fuck off," just "fuck off." <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" That was funny. Do you remember? What? It was like he just got fed up, and instead of making his point, just told me to "fuck off." That's the way to do a podcast. Um, okay, but yeah, that's that. That was that done. We want to say congratulations to Addicted to Spurs, who won Best Premier League Blog, or no, just Best Football Blog. Right wow, Did well. Which is incredible. Um, and sorry for trying to snatch the award away from you as you walk past. Um, it's a team
1: effort, though, right? We're all we're all part yeah, of the same exactly. club, yeah. same cause. Uh, that's right. Actually, that's a good point, there, Charlie. It's thank bit, you. It's a bit, sort of yeah, yeah. for ungrateful, really. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so thank you very much uh, to, for inviting us up. And you know, if you want to invite us back next year, unlike, like. unlikely. Unlikely. <laughs> yeah, don't if, unless we're going to win. Uh, also, massive reaction to the to the podcast last week. I think. Um, it was this was the Enoch Out and the Trust special, if you like. Um, I don't think we've ever had a reaction like that, ever, from a podcast that we've created. Um, the Trust got hundreds and hundreds of new sign-ups. Um, there was a huge interest in the Enoch Out Twitter account. And uh, a few complaints about why we didn't challenge um, <coughs> Neil from Enoch Out too much. And it was really not... It, this isn't a debate show. Unless someone really upsets us, we're not going to... We're not going to challenge people and, uh, and try and pick apart their arguments. In the same way when we invited people on who were critical of the 1882 movement, we weren't there to, to attack them. We were there to give them a platform because their opinion's valid. And someone who started and created an Enoch Out movement or, or, or Twitter account, their opinions are valid and this is just a platform for them to voice their their opinion. So that's all it was, really. We weren't there to kind of shout at them and pick, a, pick apart his
4: what well, would it have been would have been a five hour long podcast if he just said, "Well, you said this," and you know, yeah. But it isn't news night.
0: It's not news night. It's any anyone with uh, an opinion and some weight behind them can come on the podcast and talk about what the, the things that they want to talk about.
1: Now that he's not here, what do you all think?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we can. I
1: I, I, again again.
0: I, I, <laughs> I agree with a lot of a lot, a lot of the frustrations that you pointed no, out. We, to be honest, no. some you know, StubHub. Uh, the MK stuff that's been mooted. Um, Stratford. Stratford. The, all of these are things that, that have happened during this current administration. Uh, and it leaves a sour taste. But I can understand why people don't want him out. Oh, how, how, where are you? Um,
1: I think I'm somewhere in the middle, which is the most boring answer you could give. But most people I don't like. think I'm sort of ready to make a poster and sort of turn up at White Hart Lane with a, yeah. with a flag, sort of asking for Daniel Levy's head. But... At the same time, there's definitely some discontent brewing, I think, you know, despite relative league success to what we you know, what we've been used to the last sort twenty of odd years, I think it's almost sort of more jarring that despite us finishing the top six for <clears throat> X amount of years, there's still this sort of dark mood that seems to be hanging over the club, which I think is quite curious really. Where are you, Speak?
5: I am not in the middle. I'm I'm I've always well, you know, Levy's done what he's done financially, and you have got to give him credit for that. But I think people are disappointed <laughs> in the fact that I think we could have done more. Even though sometimes when you compare us to Chelsea and City, you think how much more can we actually do? Yeah. We're not really, we're not, we, we haven't got the clout that these clubs have got. But we have had seasons where we have missed out on Champions League by a point, for a and we've lost. You know, yeah, and, and you, it, it does make you think if. The right players were bought, and then it gets, it gets, it starts getting muddled because you can say we have spent money, he has back managers, we have bought players, we have spent a lot of money on players, but it's it's the backing of the actual coach and what happens in house. Because I always yeah. feel that the manager leaves because of something that happens behind closed doors. Mm. Avb, did he walk? Did he have a breakdown? Did he, j- j- we don't know? And it's that it's that element that <coughs> falls at the feat of Daniel Levy at the end of the day. He's responsible, he's accountable. We don't really know what the director of football is meant to do. There's Uh, just there's all this talk about philosophies, whether it's the current coach or previous coaches, and there's not really that much faith
0: in it. So a a lot of people have been saying that, you know, look at where we were when Enoch took over to where we are now. But if you're Mm. in a in a relationship that's gone sour ten years down the line, you don't stay in it because the nine years previous to the, the moment it's gone sour was, was, was great.
5: you try and do something new, introduce anal sex on a Thursday. Well, just, I, was, I don't know, go, go to South End for the day. Yeah. <laughs> just, do, just do something new, and, and, and I think it's because it's this cycle of repetition. It's the same uh, thing, and, and people are getting really tired of the whole fact that there's this emphasis on we buy players young and cheap, they're potentially great players, we make them into great players, we sell them off for profit... And that is probably the way we are able to then go out and buy the next big superstar for ten million, and then mm. selling for forty million. That is the model now. Either that's a harsh reality that we're stuck in, that we're not accepting of, or it's something that Levy can do
4: more to break away from. So, but you know, you see like Atletico Le- Madrid—they sold Costa, they bought Manzukic, and they bought in um, Griezmann. Mm. Now they sell good players, and they're person with good players. There's many, many other clubs. I think Dortmund have done it as well with. Um, then they got immobile. Yeah. besides the point,
0: Southampton did it.
4: Well, yeah, we'll yeah. come on to that. Yeah, but I'm just saying we don't seem we don't seem to always do this, and more recently we've done it less.
5: It's what is this thing? Just quickly, that Levy always seems to have a buffer between him and the coach, and it almost feels like this director of football. Whatever he's meant to do, is he there to support the coach? Is he there as, as a head of scout, is he Is that kind Again, of thing we'll, that's, that no one
0: we'll understands? Come on we'll definitely come on to that. Um, uh, yeah, so it was a huge reaction to the last podcast. Uh, thank you very much for downloading it. All the kind words. Um, you know, that's essentially... It was what, brilliant. It was, yeah, a really, it, was it was a
1: really important sort of piece of podcasting. It felt that like... sounds when, silly, but it was. Yeah,
0: but, but being here and, and listening to them talk, because we didn't really say much, did we, T, me and you? Especially me. yeah. 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 <laughs> You did go missing. I did. Um,
4: but, like Thursday. But the, f-
0: <laughs> the fact is, is that it, it, you don't always need to get involved. I didn't feel the need to actually spout my opinion other than on the odd occasion that I did. It was just sitting back and letting people talk, and, mm. and that's why it was a, an interesting podcast. Um, OK, so um, I think, Charlie, given what's happened to you, and I'm talking about an hour of your life, essentially,
1: um, it happened in Madrid. It did. Did it happen in a hotel room? It didn't. It happened in a sort of sports centre. Was there any coppers involved? Image. There were. There was some uh Spanish omelet and yeah. some really nice donuts which the sports centre laid on as well. Fantastic. So it was, it was really nice. Yeah. You work for the Telegraph magazine? I do, yeah.
0: And um you spent some time with The legend that is Gareth
1: Bale. I did, yeah. The other week I went out to Madrid to interview him for a cover story that's going to be on the magazine's cover this Saturday, so make sure you go out and buy the Telegraph on Saturday. Um, And, yeah, it was a bit like... I think I made this joke to you on on Twitter, Flav, but it's a bit like going to visit the love of your life after she's left you for a much richer, (laughs) more (laughs) handsome man and going to stay with them at their new house and hearing about how happy they are since they left you. Oh, God. But they were also... I, again, I was I was saying to you boys just before, but I made a point of not really saying to Bale that I was a Spurs fan so that he wouldn't sort of... Tailor t- his responses. Wouldn't tailor yeah. his responses and give me all these sort of easy answers about how much he loves Tottenham. See, that's
0: post. what a good journalist does. I would have gone in running, running, <laughs> running in with my pants down. I mean, oh, don't I, get
1: me wrong, I, when I let my guard down, I mean, I handed him a shirt at the end from his first season, like <laughs> squad oh. number 16 when he was like a... Child, which is the act to of a he looked terrified. So he <laughs> absolutely terrified. <laughs> put was psych- items. <laughs> he was like, "Wow, number sixteen! I've not seen that in a while." Oh, Jesus! Oh God! <laughs> um, the glory days. But okay. yeah, it was. I mean, it was. It was amazing. It's slightly depressing. Again, I was saying to you boys, like, you know, Harry Kane's our bail now, which is sort of a bit miserable. But um, yeah. you know, he, he spoke very fondly of Spurs, so I sort of got that out of it. yeah what
0: what did he say I mean what was the what what was his overall opinion on Tottenham did it feel genuine
1: it it, It did feel genuine he spoke about the club a lot and he spoke about some of his managers um he's got an awful lot of affection for AVB was one of the things that I picked up he sort of spoke what was that their personal relationship or personal relationship he said he he gave him the confidence to believe that he could be a sort of top level player he sort of Gave him the idea of playing through the middle and becoming the sort of Roy the Rovers figure that he he ended up being for Redknapp was the first player to play him, uh, against Norwich. I think it was the first time he played in the middle. Yeah, he he spoke about that. But he said Avb was the one that said, "This is your position now. This is if you're <laughs> going to fulfil your potential. This is this is where you're going to play." He, he was he was he was generous about Redknapp. He said he wouldn't be he is what, he wouldn't be where he is if it wasn't for Redknapp. He said he he needed that kick up the ass that Redknapp gave him when he arrived and. He sort of intimated that he, you know, had not really been fulfilling his potential and perhaps coasting a bit. And Redknapp came in and said, "Look, this is what you need to be doing."
0: I think uh, a lot of people were quite annoyed, myself included, at Bell when he left. I felt that he owed us one more. He didn't owe us. I mean, what, what does any player owe a club that plucks him from another club, uh, he's Southampton again? <laughs> um, but 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 what what was his. I mean, it, what, was he desperate to leave? Do you, do, what can you he, gather from that? He,
1: again, like, I don't know if he's just being sort of savvy and clever and sense, but he said had it not been Madrid, he would have found it very, very hard to believe that he ever would have left Tottenham.
0: Oh, God,
4: which, Why did you ask him this?
1: <laughs> it's almost worse, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot worse. I feel really depressed yeah. I mean, I'd, you know, I'd, what, what I did get was that his affection for Madrid is a genuine thing. Like, you know, those pictures of him wearing a Real Madrid shirt as a boy—that's not, that's not bullshit. That's, you know, that's for real. And when you put it in that context, you know, you can't, you can't. I, I, I felt myself receiving closure from the situation when, you know, it's a guy's sort of ultimate dreams to play mm. for this club.
4: I'm fighting back tears here.
1: It was it was pretty it was pretty rough. And he and he said how he made a point of saying about how after the Champions League final he was looking through his social media stuff and talking to his social media people and they were showing him loads, and loads of all the all the stuff that had come through on Twitter from Spurs fans and he said he found it amazing that instead of the usual short sort of, you know, we hate you and we're gonna burn your shirts and blah 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 uh, you know, ninety nine percent of it from Tottenham fans was, we're really proud of you. You know, well done. You know, we've watched the final and been rooting for you, and you scored the sort of decisive goal in a Champions League final. And you know, we've sort of been there from the beginning, or whatever. And he said that, you know, that showed Tottenham fans class. He felt.
4: Well, we felt like um, <clears throat> we were on a journey with him, you know, because you know, yeah, there was a twenty four games he didn't win, mm. and we still cheered him. I think he yeah, his first start that January against no, not his first ever top but I think he started against um, Peterborough in the FA Cup third round it, it's an that game and the fans cheered him all the way through yeah. and, I, and I think he seemed to appreciate them. I mean every game he'd always stay, a bit, stay behind and clap the fans so I think yeah there is a bit of an effect. absolutely
1: I, I, we were talking about whether or not he still watches the Premier League and he, he says he really enjoys watching on a Saturday afternoon he's, he's not watching Tottenham then <laughs> <Not> <laughs> no. yeah. he's watching Southampton especially though. if it's <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon and um he said, "Yeah, because they they play so often in, at night in in Spain, yeah. so he gets the chance to watch." And uh, he said, "How interesting it is watching as an outsider." And I asked him if he if it's interesting watching because he doesn't have any sort of partisan loyalties anymore. And he suddenly went very quiet and very serious and said, "No, I I want Arsenal to lose and I want Tottenham to win. That's that's how I am." He said that. He said that. Yeah. Is that in print. That's in, in the print. That's in the print. That's in print. Yeah. That's and it goes it.
4: against what you said before. What. Oh, he's, he's rumoured to be an Arsenal fan, he's, isn't he? He's
1: not, though, because I, I, I know from
5: someone bleep. That he's, he's a Madrid fan and was a Madrid fan as a young kid. I think he asked. Whatever, stuff. what he
0: said now, it's in print, it's in it's the in telegram. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it more than your your rumours, all right? Whatever you're saying, no more rumours. <laughs> no, it's, guys. it's his
5: negativity. It's not his negativity. I'm not, I'm not being negative at
0: all. You are, you're saying Bringing he's a it. You said he was an Arsenal fan just it. then. Well, we? Why are you doing this to people? People <laughs> download this and listen to it. They don't want to know this information. No. It's your information. It destroys you and eats you away. You don't want to.
1: Spread you're spreading, spreading it, other exactly. People. You're spreading it. Do you want to go like, outside and never think about what's yeah, yeah, happening?
4: Yeah, I'm just going to have this drink here. Like some just... sort of <laughs> infect, what I've
1: said. infected se- sex
0: pest.
4: That's what you're <laughs> like. <laughs> 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 a good podcast episode. <laughs> well.
0: Is that the title? Yeah. That's it. <coughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, I mean, it must have been an amazing experience, but one of the sections where he was talking about his favourite goals for Spurs, and you asked me whether I could guess his favourite goal... <laughs> and I came up with the his first free-kick against the Arsenal, I think it was his second goal for Spurs, mm. maybe his first free-kick against Arsenal. That's that was thing. Fulham, four was four his, in, his that first one. goal was no, away at Fulham
1: 3-3, I think. I 3-1, yeah.
0: Yeah, it wasn't that, it wasn't Sunderland, it wasn't against...
1: Um, West Ham. Which he, he spoke about no, when West I, West I said about the sort of curse of his 24 games and he laughed and said... He always says this when anyone brings this up. He was like, "I actually started my Spurs career really, really, really well. I scored I a couple he of did. goals. He scored in the in the Derby. looked fantastic playing playing on the left. And then he got injured for eight months, and you know, it was never yeah. really the same guy for a long time after that. But um, yeah, I remember the injury. I like the fact that he still got a chip on his shoulder about the twenty four games. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's
0: a, it's a it's a freak occurrence. It wasn't anything Clearly, to do yeah. with him at all. It, it, I think he got injured against Newcastle. Yeah down. was one of the, the older
4: game. last games Yeah it was Zembevitov wouldn't come off the bench That's right oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah,
0: Terrible um, Yeah but so Can you guys guess What he's It, it wasn't um, Who did you say Arsenal Just a minute ago It wasn't Arsenal It wasn't uh, It wasn't West Ham Can you guess what game I what, said West Ham It wasn't that He mentioned West Ham But it's not the West Ham What's his favourite goal for Spurs Inter Milan No, nope. nope. Um, one more. You got one guest book in the I table. can't think,
5: mate. All oh, well, I can think of the, the 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 ones he scored against
0: Arsenal. Actually, we're not going to tell you. Buy the Telegraph on yeah. Saturday. <laughs>
1: Buy on Saturday. <laughs> read it <laughs> online. Buy, <laughs> find out. Um, I'll give you a clue. It's an away game in his final season. So you can guess. Maybe tweet in. Oh, I've turned into a sort of Saturday morning TV presenter. <laughs> yeah. um, you win a sandwich or something. It's a, it's it, it's it's a
0: brilliant goal, of course it is. It is a fantastic goal. Uh, yeah, the Telegraph magazine bike from all good news agents
5: and bad ones as well. And, and bad, bad
0: ones.
4: ones.
5: onesie. We're moving on.
1: So Stoke, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Stoke. Uh, uh, well, look, obviously we're not going to talk about the Stoke game in depth, but obviously the last two weeks. Well, Ten days since the Stoke game happened, it feels like an age ago um, there 's a lot been said, a lot of anger. Um, part of the Enoch out podcast last week was was to do with that but But where do you feel we go from here? It was almost good that there was a break because this weekend would have been such a close gap uh, a close amount of space between when that last game happened it would have been hard to recover but then all the players have gone away on international duty where do you think we go?
4: I don't know I think it would have been good to have a game just to kind of get the taste out of your mouth you know just the quicker the games come around the the, the better but um, I think we might I I reckon the fans may well pull together they might I don't know I don't know what the catalyst will be to make that happen but I've got a feeling that and the outcome of all this maybe the fans will all pull together and get behind the team
1: I think it's good it's an away game I think yes. after everything out of said and the atmosphere in the ground last Saturday I think it's good that the, the, the players get to go away to from home. home to Hull I, I, what, what really is going to interest me as of course it will but what's really going to intrigue me is the team he puts out whether or not there's wholesale changes because really apart from odd sort of tinkering here and there with the front four and sort of central, actually most of the team. But whether or not there's wholesale changes, whether or not people like Stan suddenly get a go, whether or not we see another centre-back pairing who plays up front, whether we play more more of a defensive eleven, I think that's what's intriguing me.
4: Well, that's, that's something that frustrates me. Is that if, after every defeat, <clears throat> he says the same things. That oh, you know, the mentality of some of the players, and he picks the same players who are playing crap over and over again. So. It is interesting to see how it'll against Hull. Mm. Then Bele was interviewed um, when he was with Belgium, and, and
5: I think this is where the, the whole crisis thing came from as well, because he said, when they get back from international duty, they're all going to group together the players and have a, have a discussion about why they think they're playing Reap badly. should just watch some of the videos of the matches and that'll tell them all they need to know. But he didn't use the word crisis. He was just... I guess he was just... Answering a question that was put to him in mm. the most diplomatic way possible, which is fair enough. But it's good,
1: it's good that they're feeling like they need to do that. I suppose one or two. I mean, it's not two, I mean, good Ad- that they have to, but it's good that they
5: are. Well, exactly. I mean, Adi Bayoi wasn't the right person to say it, but you know, a lot of people made the point of if, if it was Lloris who said it, people mm. would have said, "Oh, about time we've got a leader who's you know taking the initiative here." I think. I think what we have found this season is that we're getting repeated sound bites from these key players. Um, after defeats and yeah. poor performances, but we're, we're never seeing anything on the pitch. And now there's there's suggestions that maybe the players are not understanding the instructions are being given. Um, that been I mean, yeah, I quite mean, a lot, that, I this is like AVB all over again. It's mm. like, what's so difficult about getting out there and, and showing? A, I mean, are you so constrained in in the way you're playing football that you cannot? express yourself enough to show a bit of spirit well, and guy, it's guile
1: just it, I suppose it's just, it's, for it. me it's one of two things when both are worrying it's either that our manager has given up on the philosophy and the style that made his name or this group of players just are not Can't listening to a word he says
5: or then they're just not, capable, they're just not
1: play, capable of it so he's yeah. good you know, so he's just said right we'll go out and run around a bit. <laughs>
0: I think uh, it, it's two things one, one when he started off at Southampton he was in a position where it was a difficult one because what's, his, what's the guy's Adkins. name? Adkins. Who? No, Adkins. He was in. Uh, I mean, the fans loved him. There was a bit of an uproar when he was gone, and it turned out to be the right, right decision. But he was in a position where he couldn't really lose. He was bringing in a, a, a different philosophy and saying, "Look, if you play my way, we will stay in this and uh, in this league, and we will do well." It's different. It's, 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 a, it's a complete different kettle of fish coming to uh, f- to a club like Tottenham who don't have to go from <coughs> poor to to average or poor to above average we've got to go from above average to brilliant in order to mm. finish in the top top half uh, sorry top top 4 and in order to do that is it's, it's such a difficult thing to do it's 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 almost an impossible thing to do without spending tons of money a change in philosophy at the club isn't going to isn't going to make make that change happen overnight
5: you said something on uh, WhatsApp a couple of days ago. You, you said, "Fuck it, give him until the end of the season and then review the season." They give him three, three days. years. Well, yeah, you said three, <laughs> three seasons. I, I guess what we're doing at the minute is that we're analysing every single game, and after every single game, we're either having a meltdown or we're thinking, "Yes, finally, this is the football we want to be watching." And, and then we do it again, and we do it again, and then yeah. you know people go mental about it and they start pointing the finger, of blame who's to blame. The end of the day, he's inherited. I've said this about a million times. He's, it's not his players. It's looking like most players players were bought for a manager who wanted X players and he got Y players. So they're like a mismatch of footballers that don't kind of fit into any particular system, unless we brought in someone like
1: Harry Redknapp who would just get them to play football and that last for ten months and then it just. But that won't even work now because we don't have an outstanding player. To I think that's my problem with this squad is that they're all like six and a half out of t- ten apart from our goalkeeper they're all like six Much and a half a out of ten my wife it. watched Spurs the other day and she doesn't watch a lot of football and she made quite a salient point I think which sometimes non-football watchers can make when they watch football they see it from a sort of different angle to, to the rest say, of us Basically, goddamn shit. I and mean, she's <laughs> sort of only really got gotten into watching Tottenham since sort of being with me, so sort of five years. And she said, They're all just the same. All of them are the same. <laughs> like you used to watch Tottenham, she said, I used to be able to point at the best one. It was either like really? Modric or Bale yeah. or sort of Rafa at times or yeah. Ledley. And she said, Now they're just like the just like sort of Apple bloke. They're just all like yeah, the yeah. same guy, just the same mm. football. Do you think that
0: it's that, that perhaps we. Some people try and look at it too com- in a too too complicated fashion, and maybe the redcap philosophy of it's all about the players you have. You have good players, you do well. I just think
1: to- I just think what's so disappointing for me is that I saw more sign of a system being implemented on tour in the US than I do now. Mm. Like we seem to be doing the. But it's, the it's high a lot press. More, Yeah, but that's like that's like playing. Literally amateur football. I, I, totally, no, not totally but sorry. Sorry, no sorry, Charlie. I, I've got to sorry,
0: US fans. I'm not saying American football is amateurish. It's not fit. Yeah, no one's. That's <laughs> yeah, That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: But they look. They seem to look fitter in those matches, than they they do now. That's that's my concern. They seem to be applying themselves better. It seemed in like was a system. November. It was a system. Yeah. It, there, there was something going on, and. and
0: I want to know what's happened to this high-pressing system. Why has it been abandoned? And and, and I I think that without being able to pick Pochettino's brains, it can only be that he doesn't believe that the players we have... Can do it. Can do it. And and maybe only Mason, out of the whole Mm. team, he's looked at Mason and brought him in, and he's now a starter in everybody's books... Mm. He
5: should start every game. Says well, Windy, said he's the only one who can follow the instructions to to press
0: he's, and,
1: he's, and
5: to pass the ball quickly.
1: It's it's just, seen, which is utterly miserable. Really. I mean, he's looked I at mean, it's so
5: depressing. When well, you've got a hundred million pounds worth yeah. of players who, who can't do. do well, that. he's looked
0: at our midfield and he's chosen Mason as the best player who's able to uh, uh, to implement his philosophy, and if
5: that's the case, then you have to give him three years or, or yeah. two years because then he'll get rid of well, who he wants and if, bring him in... quickly if that's the case it makes a mockery of Levy and Baldini and the whole well,
1: it makes a mockery policy. of this summer because they knew the manager that they had and granted I think, I think they like, like you said but I think they went out for Schneidlin and whoever yeah. and ended up with Sort of, you know, Istanbul, etc. Yeah, and they weren't the players, the but second, you know, there are other players in the wo- in the world of football that can surely implement a new manager system better than the ones that they've. At uh, Southampton, with Cooper. Yeah,
4: absolutely. But the problem Spurs have, and some of our fans have, is that we'll see another team doing well, and we'll just try and, for example, Seville, we're beating all before them. We take their manager. Apparently, the director of football was a catalyst, and not the manager. Yeah. Um, we take Pochettino because Southampton are playing good football. Think we're just going to replicate what they do? We have got the um, recruiting bloke, whoever the fuck it is. Paul Mitchell, we're yeah. going to come yeah. onto it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that we'll, we get that, but they're working in they're working in a different club, a different mentality, uh, and it, we're not going to replicate the success of Southampton. And I'll tell you, t- so, just to say, people talking about his philosophy, we don't have the players to follow it. There's sort of us playing a high pressing game, but Capu, I think <laughs> any one of us can outrun him. So he's not really going to be this high, not going to be this high pressing high intensity team. He seems to like him. Isn't he?
5: But anyway, yeah. go on, to finish on this. I was just going to say, the, I think the disconnect is that Levy probably has um, his hands in the football pie more than he should. Well, There's quotes
1: he... from Kamoli today that suggests that he might be influencing sort of where players play or the stuff about. Really? Kamoli's I, well, I, sh- I, sh- I mean, hawking himself around for a job, but he didn't need... I mean, I might be wrong, so maybe not, but didn't he talk about bail, sort of, and... Levy wanted him to play at left midfield because they were looking at all these stats. Data. Data. And then they signed Van der Vaart. Yeah, Yeah. based on data. Anyway. Yeah, no, I was
5: was just going to say that I think there's a disconnect in that he's he's involved and therefore they're um, reactive um, to to certain things on a footballing... um, to do with the football side of things rather than maybe him sitting back and saying, you know what? I will financially back you if 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 Baldini comes to me and goes, yeah, these are good players, you're not wasting your money here, as long as all um, all the attention is on the coach and his staff and, and the scouting system and whatever else. Rather, at the minute, it just feels like it's Levy managing, yeah. like a general manager of the football club, mm. and he doesn't know a lot about football.
0: OK, so today, uh, Paul Mitchell handed in his... Um, He's notice.
1: That's a weird expression. You, as you tweeted, out, you don't hear that often in football, do you? What does Can mean? they do that? They're <laughs> they're just they're just go resigned. So he resigned. He probably had a
5: conversation with Southampton. <coughs> oh, I'm going to want to leave. How, how should we do this? Well, why would he? he why would he leave? I don't get it.
1: Money. Why? He's probably. But he's going to be like or Have you seen
0: Hotspur HQ? Hotspur Way. It's pretty awesome. Uh, do you know what? T? I think everybody comes to Tottenham thinking that they've made it or they they can make a difference which is oh, well, oh, why it's so we're fucking
1: comfortable when we don't do it but anything. and also like if you if you're the guy that cracks it if you're the guy that cracks Tottenham yeah. like you're made for life and i know we're all laughing that's ridiculous we are never going to be a very <laughs> bad analogy that anyway yeah we'll the, go on to, uh, the to brilliant what? the brilliant article by uh, Jeremy
0: Wilson that's right yeah so we'll go so on right. to um, uh, Paul Mitchell and what you guys think of him and perhaps why he's I come to us well, no, this is pretty much why I'm doing this. So, um, yeah, th- a lot of this information is is com- comes from Jeremy Wilson's article. It was in the Terror, It Was that's a brilliant article, a really good article. <laughs> uh, Paul uh, Paul Mitchell is essentially he was at Southampton for three years. He, he kind of quit football after an injury at 27. He's now 33, so he's been out of the game playing wise six years, um, and he's essentially in charge of recruitment or player recruitment at Southampton. Or he has been. Um, he, he was the person who made the decisions on the reinvestment of £65 million, of the £95 million that he received in the summer this
1: year. And obviously, as, as we've all seen, the Saints are flying. Hopefully it, that leftover money wasn't the money they spent on Tadic and Pella,
5: the good
0: ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he, uh, he, so, so not only does he kind of uh, buy players, but he chooses which ones to sell, sell as well um so apparently he hasn't been brought in not to re- uh, he has he's been brought in not to replace baldini because he doesn't have this this global network of of scouts and information based on players elsewhere but he's been there to as- analyze um, what the, the ability of the players as they come in and what role they could fulfill he also is going to analyze the current squad um, and, and decide which and who should essentially be making making the, the the matchday squad and why they should be there and if the decision is going to be made to sell a player why Um, the best example of this was Chambers uh, going to Arsenal he knew that they had a better fullback in Nathan Klein um, and so selling him for 16 million made sense so you're thinking well how does he know this
4: they weren't going to keep Chambers
0: but how does does he know this And, and apparently according to this article when I was reading this I was going what the fuck my brain was like exploding this is, this is like something straight out of James Bond. Listen to this. Um, at Southampton, he has overseen an entire department dedicated to this science, i.e. choosing players based on their, on their ability uh, and their use in the squad. In a large, open-plan room at the club's new development centre, there are literally ten computer screens of matches being watched throughout the day by full-time staff. Oh, they're illegally what?
5: streaming! I love, f- f- I love idiotic. literally
0: ten. See if it is ten or <laughs> fucking it isn't ten. In another corner, or a it, job as well. In <laughs> another corner is the base for a team of scouts who physically get out and identify potential players right away from the st- for, right away from the age of five upwards. These include men like Rod Roderick, uh, who oh, sorry Ruddick who spotted Gareth Bow at age 8 when he played six exercise tournament um, the most intriguing element of this department though is what is known as the black box is this known as a black box in the club or by a press you don't know. They must they're, come they're from really the club. The 90s, they'll,
1: be, they? okay. they'll, be, they'll, they'll be pleased with themselves. It's it. a small
0: room with a phone. I hope it's red. I hope. Uh, uh, a desk and a row of chairs that faces a giant screen. Southampton designed their own computer software that is used in this room, and with just a few clicks, Mitchell and his team could be watching any player, team or target anywhere in the world, no matter like what a, they're doing. They it's could, it's could like be having a sex. Thing. <laughs> they could be in a club doing blow. They could be doing anything. Click on a they button, they find there. them. <laughs> blow. Right anyway so it's Mitchell and his team could be watching uh, Um, yet the black box is not used solely for identifying players but also analysing Southampton's own squad and future opponents for example when Willich sorry Arsenal offered 16 million for Callum Chambers during the summer part of Southampton's decision making was based on the assessment that they they already had a superior right back in Nathan Nathaniel Klein Uh, Mitchell believes the black box uh, really was something unique to Southampton this is making him sound a little bit weird, doesn't it?
4: Exactly.
0: Anyway, I'm going to carry on because it is interesting. It's not just recruitment. That's where the theory started. But I've seen the power of that room and to sit with Fraser Forster and Dave Watson, the goalkeeping coach, is <laughs> going through a pre and post-match with him to, uh, or to deliver to a young player we potentially want to sign into the academy and have him sat there with mum and dad and go through a visual presentation... So to say, why we sh- why you should chal- uh, choose Southampton? That is a powerful platform. So what we're getting is a megalomaniac nightmare kind of uh, levy esque
5: information crazy. Oh, well, it's like that room that Charles Xavier's got in the X Men, where he just like, like plugs in, plugs in, and then he sees every every mutant. We see, see every everyone. every potential new Gareth Bill across the country.
4: But without a black box, what is he? He's just a bloke.
1: But he's gonna—he's
4: got no black box. He's gonna the the manage. I of suppose the he's gonna have to—he's gonna, to gonna have to <laughs>
1: develop this software for Tottenham. Isn't I think. I think it doesn't sound like an easy CMS job. I think he. Uh, <laughs> I think he will, um, if this
0: is true. I mean, obviously, it's a lot of that was quotes directly from, from Paul Mitchell. But um, he would have to create something similar.
1: I, I just think that if we're giving our manager <laughs> or head coach someone that he's worked with before, that he's comfortable with and that he trusts. This is a good thing. That's that's my bottom line thought on it. I think if you can surround your sort of number one guy, and you know, if we're, we're assuming our head coach is that person, and we're giving him every tool he needs to try and succeed, I think good, good for good for the club. I think it's good.
0: He's, he's Batman.
1: And <laughs> um, if he's got special software and a special little room that he likes to go into
0: It's not his software. It's <laughs> software. They can design new software.
1: Hey, better software.
0: <laughs> Do you see what happened when uh, Sports Interactive left Activision? <laughs> they created Football Manager.
1: And Activision? It wasn't Activision. Codemasters. <laughs>
0: It doesn't matter where it it's from. They, they went to
1: Sega and made something better. They and made stronger.
5: something better. That. And Paul Mitchell is Miles J.
1: We are Sega.
5: Char- Charlie's right about that. We're back in the coach, and that must be that's a, a that's positive. Thing. That's a good thing. But we're, we're, we're meant to be Tottenham fucking Hotspur. Could we not have just settled back ten years ago and thought about doing this and thinking that's we're going to build Tottenham
1: we're, way? We we're going to we build do. an
5: academy. A, a new training centre there's going to be state of the art you haven't got any computers there <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're, they're running in a weird little dark room with yeah. a couple of chairs <laughs> and a box of tissues it's just,
5: it, it, <laughs> <laughs> it seems wrong that we're just stealing shit from other
1: people that's all we do exactly. we steal stuff
0: from Southampton why is that weird it's, we've always done that
1: that's normal what we do is we take their good shit and make it bad. That's what the uh, <laughs> yeah. Latin stands for. To copy is... Good to bad. <laughs> um,
0: I don't know, it was really interesting. I, when I read it, I was fascinated. Um, all I could say is it does sound a little bit ridiculous, but... He's got a track record. No-one expected the players that Southampton were signing this summer, based on what they sold, to be able to perform in the way that but they is, did.
1: Is this not concentrating on youth? I think he's all-round all it. all around. But then they, they also... I mean, the other thing, you know, without wanting to sort of piss on the bonfire a bit, he, um, you know, Southampton have spent an awful lot of money on very average players that they've since gotten rid of, players like Ramirez and Osvaldo <coughs> Yeah. The Japanese centre half, who's still there but not very good, and lots of other players that quite a few journalists have been bringing up today when everyone's been championing this sort of seeming appointment. But also, they've got they've got a Baldini, they've got a Les Reed, and Kuman has been credited with signing Pella and Tadic and yeah. the players that have really made an impact. So, I mean, we just don't know. It doesn't do mean we. anything. It doesn't mean really. anything. Who knows? He's got his <sighs> so special I mean, room, he's got all his videos. Essentially, we, his...
0: we need Kuman. I think I
1: can't remember who it was, but (laughs) someone tweeted during the Stoke game saying, "I look forward to Ronald Koeman sort of residing over a three-one Spurs home defeat to Stoke in sort of September 2015." I I, I, something horribly. I tweeted this this year that
0: uh, uh, earlier on a couple of months ago, saying that I'm looking forward to Koeman being sacked in February 2015.
1: This is it's the pro- just, This is the nature of to our club.
0: This is the issue in that. And <laughs> who makes these decisions? Daniel Levy. He's the. He's the. You know, if the fish stinks, it stinks at the head.
4: That's quite profound. Mm.
1: It's that's a it's a cliche proverb. <laughs> but do we? I mean, whether I, we could go and win on Saturday um, three nil. Sunday three uh, nil. Sorry, always Sunday, never oh, Saturday. Yeah. No. How many years must they <laughs> go? My I a liar. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, no, I'm just saying. Um, yeah, it would be. It would be all coming up roses, wouldn't it? Exactly. I mean, look at the Villa game. You know, mm. but then it's that only sort of stopped the rot for a week.
4: Yeah, I mean, as Charlie said, it is um, an indication that we are backing the manager and that we are trying to <clears throat> give him creature comforts by bringing Paul Mitchell in. Hopefully, it does have a positive effect. I mean, Southampton, Many got promoted, we thought they were just going to make up the numbers. Um, people like Jay Rodriguez and um, Lambert. Pochettino did improve these players. And if we can bring another element of what makes Southampton so good, then, then in you know, hopefully it works out.
5: What we need is, is something we're not going to get. We're not going to get Levy come out with one of his legendary uh, like um, club announcement letters to the fans, open letters where he here say, calm down, I'm backing the manager he's got a contract for three years, he's going to take a couple of years to get us back to a really competitive level again. You can't say that because he might go to shit. And, sh- and he's
1: got no track record of sticking so, to that. Yeah, that's exactly. So
5: he can't... And, and, this is, and, and I guess this is where we're forever left in this dark place where we don't really know what he's thinking, we don't really know what's going to happen. And it is a self-fulfilling prophecy because we always end up wishing the, the coach... To leave in, in a kind of indirect way. Of course, yeah. When we all give up, then they give up, players give up, and then we we reboot.
0: What's going to be really shit for us, the fighting cock, is when Paul Mitchell joins Arsenal or something in in, in the next couple of days.
4: Don't say that.
0: It's going to happen. There, it's persposed. It's not yeah, It's not being confirmed. No, all he's done is Andy's noticing. Could happen. We could go uh, Has
1: anyway. he has he even officially done that? To be to I, know. It. I know everyone's
0: reporting it. Sky Sports are reporting yeah. it, so it must be true. Your mates are Sky Sports. Oh, God. All right, so that's it for the first half of the Fighting Cup podcast. We've now got Windy. Yeah.
2: Windy, back
0: to draw the fucking
6: knowledge, black. I see you, I've got your back. Windy. yeah. Windy, No, Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update. Looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off with the loan players, Jordan Archer played for Northampton Towns. They lost 2-1 at Cambridge on Friday night. Shaq Hawthurst was an unused sub for Southend and Thomas Algamel was an unused sub for Bari. Kenny McAvoy has been recalled from his loan spell at Peterborough. I think that's due to lack of playing time as he made eight appearances for the League One team, although only three of them were starts. There were no under-18 or under-21 fixtures for Spurs this week. ...due to the international week, but Tom Carroll played 90 minutes and Alex Pritchard was a 79th minute sub... ...with Harry Kane being an unused sub as England under-21s beat Portugal 3-1. They'll also play against France on Monday evening and I'd expect Kane to start that one. Kenny McAvoy played the first half of the Republic of Ireland under-21 loss against USA. Dominic Ball was a 23rd minute sub for the England under-20s in their 2-2 draw with Canada... ...and then started the match against Portugal on Monday... Philippe Lesniak played the full game and scored the opener as Slovakia under-19s beat Azerbaijan 4-1 on Wednesday. He was in a 67th minute sub as they completed their UEFA under-19 qualifying round, beating Hungary 3-0. Kyle Walker-Peters played 90 minutes and Josh Onema came off the bench on 79, as England under-18s beat Poland 3-2 on Saturday. Then on Monday, against the same team, Onema played 83 minutes and Walker-Peters was a 72nd minute sub in a 4-1 win. That's it for this week. But if you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at windycoys. That's coys for come on New Spurs.
0: Welcome back to the fighting cock. Thank you very much, Windy.
4: Let's go, champ!
0: Let's go, champ! <laughs> i was screaming at you when you was passed out at the uh, awards tea. <laughs> really? I've never like we spent we spent about maybe <clears throat> at least a month talking about it. Yeah. And you kept waking up during the ceremony, going, "What is this?" <laughs> What are we doing here? It's like, 2 we've been talking
4: about this. You know what we're doing here. I don't know why I asked that.
5: Um, you're a very bad drunk.
0: Yeah. I, I, I was... Aggressive. I didn't know you were so aggressive.
4: I'm not normally. I'm normally quite a loving guy.
0: Um, the Fighting Cock is sponsored by Calm. 12 men a day commit suicide. It's thought that it's because we don't talk about our problems. If you're feeling sad or low, talk to someone. It doesn't have to be someone you know. Calm, have an outline open between 5pm and midnight. The number is 0808 They also have a web chat that's open at the same time. Visit their website, thecalmzone.net. I always mess that up. I've been reading that out for two years.
4: Yeah.
0: And I mess it up every single time.
4: What's their Twitter page? Is it the calm zone? It's at
0: the calm zone.
4: Okay. That
0: isn't there. I yeah. remembered that. It will be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got Hull next. Um, Hull haven't won a game, which I found amazing. I didn't weird, cause yeah, think not weird because but people think that Hull are having a good season, <coughs> and apparently <laughs> they are. They're doing well. They're in the cups still, aren't they?
5: In the League Cup. I think so. I
4: don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They're doing well. We don't
1: know. They're doing well. But are uh, uh, the ex-Spurs doing up there at the minute. They all out injured. Dawson's injured. Dawson's injured oh, in Dawson's, So Dawson might be Scoring the winning header From a corner I'll well, 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 tell
4: you what There's a few more Miserable stats
1: uh, Go on give me some
4: Hull have failed to score In the last three games League games
1: Perhaps. Merry Christmas Hull. This, is, this, is
4: all, this is all league games <laughs> oh, By the way man. Hull have not beaten Spurs Since Ramos days When they beat us At White Hart Lane
0: Giovanni scored that free kick yeah. I remember it do you remember that oh, yeah. header when we yeah.
1: beat him yeah, that 2-1 that, that, that was, sort of almost kept us up that was when, when, uh, so when Ramos
0: was playing us and we, we, we weren't recording the podcast at the time and uh, obviously he was going football with Ricky and we made a pact that if Hull beat us in this game that we would I'm not going to say what, what we'd do because well, just yeah. about the calm stuff but it was bad <laughs> Uh, and obviously, Giovanni scored that amazing free kick against Spurs. Although he did the same against Arsenal, so can't, it's not all bad. Anyway,
4: sorry, carry on. Yeah, the other one that's kind of just um, reiterating what you said—they've um, they've thought to win none of the last ten league games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they, I, I thought they were doing all right. They draw. They draw loads, so they're hard to beat. Yeah, they are pretty hard. I to think beat. I'd settle for a point. Yeah, you've got to settle for a point now. Absolutely. Nah, yeah, I will smash them. I think we'll smash them. We're away from home.
1: As we said earlier, I think playing away from home is probably the best thing about this fixture for us. Do you think Kane will start, or it'll be Adibayor? I think Adibayor will start.
4: If Adibayor and Kub start, fuck me. I don't see what either of them are going to contribute You're going, to going up there, you? I am, yeah. I'm making a journey. First time there, another ground to tick off the list, but... um. If they both start... I mean, I championed Eddie Boyle at the start of the season. We all did. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought he should start primarily because he is, and I still think he is, he's our best striker based on his ability. And you should get the best out of our best players, but it's getting to a point now where we just can't seem to get the best out of him, and I just don't see what
1: he'll contribute if he starts. For me, I think Kane plays, and this is just my opinion, but I think he plays better with a striker... Playing just behind one, I think. Like Soldado, yeah. Like Soldado, I think Soldado has obviously got huge limitations in English football. He's been a complete abject failure. There's no way of getting around that at this stage. His link-up plays good though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got a great touch, and his link-up plays good, and he just these ones are going off his arse. But um, his his performance against Man City, I felt deserved a run in the team, and I feel like he's a confidence guy that needs to be playing also with the right players. Again, without sort of wanting to heart back to pre-season, I thought his link-up play with the right set of players is, is encouraging. And I think Kane is someone that he plays quite well with. I think he plays quite well with um, Lamella as well. For me, Kane playing behind Soldado would be what I would, I'd go for. Right? So
0: against Hull, uh, our front four, if you think we're going to play one behind the three...
1: Um, you'd have Eriksson on the left, Kane as a number ten and uh, I would I would keep Ericsson out of this game. This isn't a game for Christian Eriksson. So who would you play? I'd play I'd probably play Chadley. So Chadley on the left, Lamella on the right, okay so I was I was all I was weirdly up for Townsend getting a run after um after the Europa League game where I was quite impressed by him. And I thought also playing the sort of homegrown kids might be a, a way to go for a while, but um, I actually I saw Windy tweet during the week about playing um, a midfield three of Stambouli, Mason and uh, Bentaleb. Whether or not this is the game to reintroduce Bentaleb, I'm not sure, but I do quite like the idea of playing more of a 4-3-3 for a bit because you know, one thing we've not spoken about in terms of what the root of our problems are is that every time the opposition go forward, they look like scoring. And I've not seen us defend this badly no. in years, and I think it's actually an underrated facet of the Tottenham f- of the last few seasons. Certainly, the AVB years were we were actually pretty fucking good in defence. Excuse the language, like we were all right. We were, despite the games against sort of Man City and Liverpool. We I mean, were, the the, we the, were. the real the real fag end of his tenure was awful. But you know, there were spells no, where we were we were solid. That season,
0: we'd only let in one goal uh, before, yes, before. wasn't
1: wasn't that many. No, yeah.
0: before Liverpool, I think it was one goal in
1: twelve games. Or and now we've, just, we've gone you know, they, back to being. Sort of punchline Tottenham
0: that we, I think that we were. When, when Pochettino signed, one of the, the reservations we had was that the system against the better teams, although that isn't even what's happened, even weak teams that you consider weak going forward have exploited us, um, would be that given the high pressure and the uh, and pass us, etc. Yeah, or they would just break. Mm. They, they would, they, we would lose the ball and they would break and, and that's what happened against Stoke. That That happened time and time again. And you think, Stoke aren't known for this. So why is it happening against Tottenham? And and that has to go down to Pochettino's system.
4: What's really bizarre is he was a centre-back and um, <clears throat> he seems he to... Pochettino. All right. And he persists with... Um, I mean, Frazio deserves to start some games, but maybe not as many as he, as he has. Um, with cabal, you'd think he'd, uh, he'd be a good judge of a centre-back. He doesn't seem like he is. I mean, even someone like Steve Bruce... You know, he's got Curtis Davis there. Forget who. Well, Dawson, Dawson. as well. You can see a decent centre off in his system. I his think. His son. Well, well yeah. <laughs> well, but I just think I'm really surprised that Vertonghen just doesn't start. Good. I it's been rumored that he's got a knock, but I don't believe that for a second.
1: We were spoken I was just talking about, or I was harping on about Vertonghen, who I, I do have a bit of a soft spot for. But for me, getting Vertonghen on side was would have been one of my priorities yes, the first, for Yes, one of the first things you should have done. He's clearly a moody player. He's clearly an emotional footballer who reacts badly to things and reacts well to things. But there's no getting away from the fact that in his first season in English football, he was in the PFA team of the season. He was a really, really excellent centre-back. Whatever happened last season happened. But for me, if I was the manager and I was looking at the array of talent we've got back there, he is the most talented defender in that squad. Getting him onside, and I'm not saying make him captain. I'm not saying let him off the hook for sulking and giving up in certain matches, but making sure he knew that he was part of, you know, an integral part of things and playing in the important matches. Because it's not like people around him are playing any better. Now, Fazio's proved a disaster in most matches. Kabul has turned into this comical figure that everyone can't understand what's happened to. Kirikaze is similar, you know, and there's no-one else. So why he's isolated him in this way... I find mind-boggling I really the think. other thing is we're not
4: winning many games without well. Yeah.
1: So it's not like we're it's not like we're dropping them and we're winning all these games
4: I mean I think West Ham is off from memory that we're running in the league without Vertonghen playing mm. and I just think um, I mean, just like I mentioned earlier on, with AVB taking Bale to one I said I'm going to build my team around you I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to build a team around Vertonghen but he's going to be one of the first people you say, "You know what if you're fit you're starting stop. Yeah, because he's our most talented defender it's a spine isn't
5: it you've got the, a world class goalkeeper you've got potentially a world class centre back you, you get those two sorted then you can work on the rest of the team which just haven't got
1: anyone else in, yeah. on, to really build that spine well, apart up from, uh, apart from Ryan Mason obviously yeah, yeah. I won, I won, I won world-class a one true world class player
5: <laughs> an academy player but, um, but yeah I, to be honest guys I'm not going to give you any tactical insight I just want us to Look good, play well and win. That's what and a bit it's, of them. Um... And it's amazing how difficult a wish that appears to be these days. Like, you sit back and you, you, you expect the worst, you get the worst. Happened at Villa, but we dug deep and when we got the result there. Um, and then, obviously, it goes to shit when we go back Can to... Can you, you remember a game so... that we played away from home that play,
0: where we played awful? I, I, I don't think... I think we've performed well away from home throughout the season. So maybe, season, yeah. so, so maybe Addy Boyle had a point about what it does psychologically yeah. playing at White Hart Lane because we know it's a kind of very um, compact. Uh, it's, an, it's an intimidating atmosphere. It, it for, is it small for the home and, and, and it's, it's not intimidating because it's loud. It's yeah. intimidating because you can hear the groans and hear the, hear the pressure. And
1: you you <laughs> can hear tossing <the laughs> sometimes. The atmosphere is that bad. But um, I just I find it interesting that I've I've I mean going back to the away performances versus the home performances. I I much prefer the setup away from home. We Again, we were talking off-pod off about um, how well we were set up against Arsenal and for, for periods of the match against Man City yeah. in terms of how dangerous we looked as a, a counter-attacking outfit. Mm. And I understand that when we're playing at White Hart Lane, teams come and they set up and they sit men behind the ball and I don't think we're talented at the moment enough to break teams <coughs> down in a way that we used to, where we used to have exceptional players mm. like... Modrics and Bale's and Van der Vaart's to actually pick apart these teams. Now we don't. So maybe, you know, playing playing in a in a more sort of compact, slightly more defensive than what we're doing maybe and, and sort of picking teams off on the counterattack so is exploiting, the way that m- exploiting mis- mistakes rather than kind of dictating yeah, which would also that. suit a high press as well, you know, you're mm-hmm. getting in amongst the defenders <laughs> so and it causing be- mistakes. mistake. actually becomes quite a, a kind of Rudimental and, and uh,
0: basic approach to football rather than a highly complicated... Well,
5: exactly. You're going back to basics, but with a bit of intelligence uh, and a, a bit of astuteness in, this is how we're going to win this game, this is how we're going to break down your position. If they come to Whitehall Lane and play it in a particular way, this is what we're going to do to, 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 to regain some confidence. Because at the minute... After we play at home, I mean, it's miserable before kickoff. People already expect us to lose, the supporters. So, yeah. if you guys are there, it must... it must. If it's impacting the people that are there, because a lot of people walked out, apparently they were so sick of the people around them, moaning and groaning, but it kicked off. I mean, yeah. I don't know physical fighting, but people said, oh, I've had enough of this. So, if that's happening and the players are, are, are actually taking that in, then, yeah, it will impact it in a way, but... It comes back to this thing, where we're waiting for a moment. Mm. You know that could have been against Stoke if we had come back and turned it around the 1-3-2. The whole place would have gone mental. All the players would have had belief, and it would have well, taken Villa. it. I thought Villa.
1: I thought Villa. That was going to be it. I think it
5: has to happen at, at home in, in the yeah. Church of Doom in, in 17. It's got if, to happen at home in front of a home Do we? Do we think crowd. we've
1: got? Because my my worry is we've got as we said we've got a squad of very ordinary players at the minute. Does anyone think there's a player amongst them that can sort of step up and? drag us out of this because that's what for me it's going to take I think we, all, all we've got is players that are committed to the cause in terms
0: of you know, I, I think Townsend despite his limitations is committed to what we're trying to do mm-hmm. Mason, Kane clearly is they they, they want to get out there and drag the team through even yeah. Danny Rose to the uh, degree uh, is, yes. yeah and these are players at homegrown that have been a part of Tottenham for a long time and they, they, they love clearly love playing for us but they don't have the the ability to yeah they don't have yeah. the world world class ability that we're Baal not going to be selling
1: them to Real Madrid for forty million at any point. I
0: there. think Kane one day might end up next to uh, Bale and uh, Modric and Loris in a testimonial. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. But uh, yeah, I mean to answer your question, no, we don't have we don't have that player. We mm. we haven't, and, and we hope Lamella might become that player one day. But in terms of God given talent, I think that guy is the one who might one day do it. He needs to put on about a stone in muscle. Um,
5: but it's the football. There's no urgency with the football. There's no come on, let's fucking do this. It's I think there isn't. There isn't is Rosen. There isn't. There isn't Mason. And there isn't pockets in, of it away from home. It works at home. I just as a team, I don't see it as a collective. It's not
0: enough. Be, no. It's not enough. That on its own isn't enough. You, you need quality, and you need people, players that believe in a
5: philosophy. And well, that's, that's I, I agree, think. but I'm not even seeing the ba- the fundamental basics of the, the physical aspects, the mental aspects of, you know what, we're a team, we're going to pull together, we're going to win this game. It kind of breaks down too easily. We're very soft in key areas. Fucking hell, it's a disaster. <laughs> see, <laughs> see you guys next week, I'm out. When, I'm
0: done. when I saw uh, Vertonghen's comments, and even talking about the kind of disaffection... that that there is between him and Pochettino I don't know if it's real I don't know how much you can read into these comments when he was in Belgium but it did feel like I was walking along I was walking to work a bit miserable come back from Manchester feeling a bit sorry for myself and I thought maybe we should all just we've got to start again we just scrap it all just let's boil it all down (laughs) sell everyone let's survive the season and let's just start again, and, re- and let, let Pochettino <coughs> do what he's got to do. Sell them all. It seems like the only reasonable solution. I mean, I know it's, it's, this sounds like doom mongering, and, and it is. A, it is to a certain extent, but just just allow Pochettino to be. Yeah, to let
1: absolutely. him do what he want Let him. He's, sell he's him the, he the most to- important person there. Is, I mean, none is, of these players are Bale or Modric or anyone like. So I don't know, I think aside from Hugo, I'm not sure anyone would be too desperately sad if any of these players were to leave.
4: Well, it's, it's, it's a shame that these average players are seeing off boss after boss after boss when yeah. the player should be the issue, not not the manager. Yeah, which, which sort of,
1: Flav's point, I think is...
0: Well, yeah, Lamella's uh, been here 18 months and he's had three managers. How How is he supposed yeah. to learn his, his trade and... And, and every uh, time they're not the ones that are being held accountable. And as much as I hate Redknapp, um he's... He he was the one constant in that rise. Yeah. And we had Bale, Modric, and I know they're world class players, but he had to play them and he had to utilise them. And he did that. And there's something in consistency at a football club. Moyes is much derided. You know, the fact that you've gone to Associated, people are pissing themselves at. But when he was at Everton, he oversaw times when they would struggle with relegation, but times when they would challenge for the Champions League and qualify for it. There's something
1: to be said for. For consistency, it's why I've got a sort of weird, dark sort of perverted thought about the season. I'm sort of almost weirdly keen to see how bad it can get for for Levy not to pull the trigger. To know that he's, he's to know that he's actually all in on giving yeah. Pochettino every chance. To I think succeed.
5: it's I think it's key, and I think our the way we react to it is key, and yeah. the way we're reacting to it reacting to it at the minute. It makes me concerned because we are powerful. Because once we stop moaning and want we'll, the manager's head, the media will get will feed into that, and and the the, the chairman will think I have to do this because that's what yeah. the supporters want. And at the end of the day, if he really does back the coach, he's, he's got to sit back and let, let, let the coach do let it. And, it and, out, and, you know, right. and that's where we might be able to see some tr- transparency with the the, the the guys coming out saying, you know, he's give him time. We're, we're, we've made mistakes, we're now trying to correct them. Mm. So you have to support the club, support the players, support the coach, and we will get there again. But unfortunately, that year in Champions League, everyone wants, you yeah. know, and even Levy to a degree, brand name, stadium naming rights, he probably wants us to be up there. What's and a new manager comes in, doesn't work, bring in a new one. That doesn't yeah. work, and that's got to end. it's got to end. Football
0: fans are the worst for instant gratification. There's no such thing in football. Everything comes in time
1: and let's just wait and see i mean it's all we can do and i mean we i think we were we we were spoiled like you know redknapp i'm not redknapp's biggest fan at all but there's no escaping the fact that he took over and we were in dire straits Absolutely, and then yeah. you know less than two years later we're in the champions mm, league yeah. you know that that is a turnaround that you don't often see and for a lot of tottenham fans i think that is now an expected remedy you can bring in a new coach and then mm. suddenly you can be 12th in the league and then you can be if, finishing 4th. If you could bring in a new coach and Gareth Baum Modric, then, <laughs> yeah, then, then we'd be fine.
4: <laughs> no, we were doing badly with we perfectly good players, though. So. Mm. Obviously, Redneck gets credit, but we had a perfectly good team. Yep. So it's not like he you know, had a bunch of no marks and got us to 4th place.
0: OK, so let's have some predictions for Hull. We stopped the predictions. We thought that we were the reason for Tottenham's rot. <laughs> but now we're going to bring them back. Uh, Hull, away from home, I'd say 2-1 spurs.
4: 2-1 spurs. 1-0.
5: hull it's a reverse psychology thing I
4: hate
5: you I was gonna we
0: were gonna do uh, no to MK um, but no to MK done yeah same no uh, done but the reason why we won't go into it in any depth is because there's been no official line from the club and there's been a lot I'm not not saying it's wrong that there's been There's
1: there's no harm in us Stating the case, though, I which, think which speaking our mind, it's like
0: stealing a march yeah, on the absolutely. decision.
1: Because I think everyone realizes that
0: that the uh, uh, MK Milton Keynes done is likely to happen. And it's what the club wants, but um, at the moment we'll just leave it. Do you think? I think that'd be a better idea. We were going to talk
1: about it, but not. And, and next week we'll probably be in a much position, posses- much better position. Just as a plea to the club, just think how it's going to make us feel. when Arsenal come to us and we no longer have a leg to stand on about anything. About anything whatsoever, about being the Pride of North London, about being the original North London club, about anything. We would shat on the whole thing. We would shat on everything that the club is built on, essentially. I Actually, I brought up the fact that uh, there's no
5: difference between Arsenal and MK Dons in that they're both franchises and neither club should exist. And I think someone (laughs) responded from Milton Keynes and he listed... A Man United Boat and Wanderers Nottingham Forest and maybe a couple of other, Kilmarnock maybe a couple of other teams as, as if to say well these clubs also moved but I'm pretty certain and maybe I'm wrong that all those clubs that you mentioned were not financially broke and about to go under and only really forced into North London no, or, nor did they
0: destroy an entire fan base only Arsenal and MK
5: Don exactly destroy, so d- they- destroyed everybody
0: who follows MK Dons now isn't, an AF, uh, isn't a Wimbledon fan that's the key yeah, that's the thing. If we, it, yeah. it, it wouldn't have even been the same if Spurs moves to Stratford, because Spurs fans would have followed them there. In my eyes, it would have been this bad. But to, to it wouldn't have been it it's still been been the same. same But then,
4: I don't think it. I don't think the distance is the issue. Is MK Dons? Yep. Yep. I mean, there's, there's there's this graphic that you know we've tweeted ourselves yep. that I'm um, over 60 miles. I don't give a fuck how far it is. It's, it's MK Don and we yep. will not. I will not contribute to their revenue stream. Okay, you know, look. It, the alternatives is West Ham. I mean, they can't. But the minute, you know, we'll the
0: talk minute next week, the minute that um, that this becomes an actual viable yeah. option uh, and the club admit well, that, then we'll we'll talk about it at length. But the 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 trust the meeting yeah, yeah. meeting the club yeah. on on Thursday, um, and we'll see what happens from there. Enjoy
5: ne- enjoy the biscuits. <laughs> next le- of
0: mine. Ne- Next week um, we'll probably be in a better position to discuss it in full. So we've had some questions in. Uh, John Steggles of Facebook says should the Premier League continue with the international ge- uh, when the inter- international games are on using the squad players that are still around the clubs youth players etc it would spread the games out more and prove less of a need for a winter break give game time for youth players into the league no bullshit at the weekend with no Tottenham can't stand international football also, club over the country
4: he also pointed out that they do it in rugby
0: really? so yeah. you use your squad so your international players are gone and you use your squad do you know what? It wouldn't be a bad idea. Could you imagine this, the whinging from Tottenham, from Man City, from Man United, Chelsea? It would actually le- level out the
4: Premier League, probably, mm, for absolutely. just for a couple of games. Uh, it's just the, mental. <laughs>
1: yeah,
4: it's just I, think it's, I don't agree with the ruling, because it just depends on... If you play a vital... I mean, international breaks aren't generally at, at a prime time of the season. Normally, I think March is about the latest one. Yeah. So it's probably not going to be at the stage of the season where... Um, it's going to hurt you in any way, but if you're at the bottom of the table and you're scrapping for points and you play a club or yeah. are well, also near the bottom of the table and your squad is decimated mm. funny, and you need those points, then...
5: Funny thing is... It's, it, you fuck them people, then. You come up to Christmas and you play about five games in the space of two days. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You have the international break over Christmas. Mm. Would you... If, if you had... that, <laughs> <if you had laughs> <Why not? laughs> yeah, Everyone gets a little winter break apart from the international players. The rest of the squad can have their turkey or shit. Well, that's not, not a bad idea Just making injuries Play
0: all the games During that time That'd be a lot of but, injuries But, that's, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's the That's the internationals teams The, the FA's problem Not ours um, Would you Would you Grant a Ruling That meant that No international friendlies Could be played During a, Or, or uh, uh, Qualifiers could be played During a club season
5: there's no... That's how f- yeah. that work? I don't you, give a you fuck. You have to. I, I, I don't I see care. where you're coming from, but it has to. It's like the beginning of the season, you play a couple Just of games, don't you? And then it's I mean, like, it's, yeah, like it's like international one, yeah. play. It's
0: like, fuck's right, sake. Or, or eliminate Gibraltar, San Marino, Andorra. Just eliminate them. Nah. Just don't have them in it. Just make them... And then play the same teams in the... Uh, basically, what I'm getting at is I don't give a fuck about international football. I want it gone. It gets on my nerves. It ruins my but weekend. I went
1: to the England game on the weekend. and we um, no, on, on the way home... We were me and my mates who I went with were talking, and this was about half an hour after the game had finished. And we were, we're like, "Can anyone remember anything that happened?" <laughs> <laughs> and we were sat there, and this is like a really like shitty football snobby thing to say. And yeah. I love club football, hate international. football, But we were watching, going, "Wouldn't it be funny if Slovenia scored? Should <laughs> like, <laughs> like make this more interesting, it wouldn't be, it?" But, and then that's you know we're supposed to give a shit apart from if you, does.
0: you belong to a small club um, and you want to because that's what most of the um the england supporters are, are made up of there's small clubs uh, and there are some big clubs that have fallen on hard times like leeds and Sheffield Wednesday and the and the whatnot but this, yeah uh, and there are some fans that that go to international footballs from premier league clubs as well i don't want to suggest a lot of, the there are a lot of
1: arsenal shirts at wembley i don't want to sure. suggest the political
0: agenda of those those fans but um i think uh I just think it's kind of outdated. I think everyone hates the FA, everyone hates UEFA. The only time you kind of get behind England is when you're playing in a major tournament. And I, I don't know, maybe I'm outdated in the way I'm thinking. Maybe there is a...
5: Well, the World Cup is great, even though I'm not, again, I'm not committed to England as I was maybe in the the, the golden generation when we kept losing quarterfinals or semifinals semi-finals or whatever else. But, yeah, it, it is a crock of shit and it is... Funnily enough, Charlie, you said during the break that this international break... It's almost. it feels like it's cleansing us because of the misery that club football is bringing to to Tottenham supporters at the minute. It almost feels like a nice little welcome break away from the stress before we get, get back into it again. But usually, international breaks are the bane of any season because, especially if you've just won a couple of games, yeah. then, you think momentum lost, maybe pick up a couple of injuries if we've got players out on duty, yeah, and, so and, it, and it's frustrating. It is frustrating.
4: I mean, I'm... Um, now, I'm also a club over country, but that's not to say that I hate England and I want England to do better. But badly. I don't hate no, England. No, no. but it seems, it seems that when people declare that it's, like, it's either you love one or you love the other. I love, I love both. I want to see England do well. I don't, think, I don't see a benefit of um, us playing when international games they won because, I don't know, you want to see your best players playing. You know, I don't. I mean, it, it would be probably interesting to see what would happen if, I don't know, Man City played Chelsea with bereft of their international players. But You find them what they're like without their money. Yeah. it will still be better than most people, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't know what I mean
0: um, yeah. I don't know I just think it gets in the way of football I enjoy
4: I don't have any you fit. don't even enjoy watching Tottenham though
5: do you see that picture on, on, yeah, on Twitter that got <laughs> retweeted but, um guy at the England game whose view was blocked by by, the, a waiter. by a waiter he was in Club Wembley, though man. <laughs> well yeah. is that true yeah, yeah, but, but enough, yeah awesome. if, sit, yeah, if, he, if up he's up, actually sitting there he's a bit of a hypocrite then exactly. yeah absolutely
0: I just, I mean, I, I, when I look at the England team, I look at, it just smacks of the FA, and,
1: and I hate the FA. I hate what they've, uh, what they've become, and um, I just think it's really depressing that there's. they used to be able to watch three or four Spurs players, and there's not. No. You know Andros Townsend's weird international career aside, there's like nothing. nothing of
0: Spurs. Okay. So
1: we've
0: got another question from uh, a, a man called Ian Walker. And he asks what comes first, Hugo is sold or he snaps and murders our entire defense.
4: How does he murder the defense? Is it really That's, him that's a more up? interesting, question.
0: Yeah. By but which means does Hugo commit first? I reckon murder? he can do uh, kung fu, I can imagine plenty of roundhouses. That's a bit
4: boring. I want to I, I want weapons. Knives. Yeah asbestos I reckon I may, <laughs> may, maybe just go at them you know like a cheese drink it, just go behind Kabul and
0: just like well, that's what you should do put asbestos in his gloves right and then uh, when Kabul's having a game he goes up and cuddles him and pretends like he's helping him just smother, and he rubs his face his face <laughs> oh, he's down he's down get him off <laughs> get him off now he's down <laughs> um, I think the, the bigger question is that you know when he's Hugo be sold, and when is he going to get fed up of having to s- sit behind those players? January, this summer. Uh, we won't sell him. I don't think no, not
5: not chance. S- this summer,
1: yeah. yeah unless like...
5: something drastically magical happens between now and then.
1: Yeah, he, uh, I he a game. It yeah. depends who's in for him as well. Because I mean, it depends. which massive club. No, a keeper, a keeper Have they?
4: Yeah. I thought because they want to place. Uh, CS
1: is still playing, isn't he? But yeah,
4: but they've got that like, and Navas, haven't yeah, they? It's yeah. It's whether or
1: not he proves to be sort of world class. All right, Bayern Munich. They've uh, got newer yeah, and we've uh, got Roma were being linked with him today. Whether oh, or not he'd on, bother Reimer. with Italy, I don't know why you would want to go to Syria. Maybe no. you will be, be in
0: such a dis- de- depression
1: Yeah, Roma. I mean, Roma are the hipster favourites, of course, but Italy's a nonsense at the minute. Isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's anyway. no offence party. No offence party.
4: <laughs> no offence. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, can, I feel for him Because he's clearly the best player we have And he's a, he's a goalkeeper and he should be playing in the team took, took
5: a pot shot at Daniel Levy as well Yeah, he did oh. What was he saying? Uh, what did he say? He, he just said that the problem isn't the coach And that there's a problem at the club What, is, what do you expect
4: in a, if you're of, changing the manager? Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly Absolutely
4: Played under three Was it four? What, three.
1: He, he's played under three yeah, well, I, yeah for, for me the biggest mistake Pochettino's made so far is not making him captain. Yeah, nailed on. Mm. Don't like I'm sure he had his captain. I see no problem with it whatsoever. He's, he's in uh, a, in this day, It's about having an ambassador captain, and a,
0: Oliver Kahn was captain.
1: Yeah, So
0: to shut your mouth, Dino. So a smile, so yeah. yeah
4: so yeah, so. All those Fuck teams them.
1: did really well. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. So we're gonna, we would have beat a stoke if he was our captain. Yep. Is that what you're saying? Yep. I just think for the profile <laughs> of the club, he's the perfect person. And I know off the field stuff is no in as important, but I think the position of captain is one that carries weight in a sort of almost diplomatic ambassadorial mm. sense and oh. for what the club means in a broader perspective to the world. And I think having someone who captains a big country who's got all that experience and people, you know, he's like, he's our only world famous player as well. Like, yeah. Make him captain. Make him captain. And for I think, I him, um,
2: for,
5: um, for I
1: think <laughs> this is where we've gone wrong. I think
5: Pochettino's probably come in and had a look at the dressing room and said, oh, Bayor's really vocal and he's really well liked and Kabul's, he's been at Tottenham for a while yeah. and he's, he, he's quite vocal in the dressing room. And he's gone for the obvious choices, whereas... That's probably why we're doing so badly, because we always go for the comfortable, yeah. easy choices rather than saying, you know what? No, Yanfertongan is the captain. I would have, yeah, you he would have been Reese my second captain. choice, honestly. You know, just I have just, just do something captain. that
1: will shake the foundations of this sleepy and build line. around your best players. Build around your most talented players.
0: We had a question and you said it's like it's all going to shit and everyone I mean the atmosphere of this podcast has been quite, you know, depressing. But um because guy, you're
5: still on a chemical
0: Downers. Yeah, I've I've never been as low. Actually, I've got to be honest. Uh, is this guy's <laughs> name David Danny O'Donoghue? He's got about twenty names. Just, that's an amazing name, David Danny. Sorry, David Danny O'Donoghue. Going on Facebook, on Facebook. Uh, he says we're a bit unbeaten in um, we're unbeaten in cup competitions, and we've only played eleven Premier League games. Is it too early to
5: judge? No, it's, it's too it early. Of course it is. Yeah, a million percent. But we we're, we're always going to judge.
1: Or what else do you do? What would we be doing on this point? Again, my, my only, the only reason I'm judging, and I really was, at the beginning of the season, adamant that I wasn't going to be doing what I'm doing, but it's just because I can't see any implementation yeah. or acceptance from the players to play the way that I'd been promised. Yeah. Even Levy, when he appointed Pochettino, said about you know, attacking football, we've brought in a manager who's got a style and this is what we want at the club, and it's just the fact that I've not seen it. Or mm. I saw it for a bit, and granted, we might have been playing in pre-season, we might have been mm. playing QPR or whatever, whatever it was, but I saw a glimpse of it and now I can't see it at all. And that's the only thing that worries Yeah, me. I was just going to say, the same thing happened
5: with AVB. Yeah. You know, we saw it in cameos. We were, Our away form under AVB was, and our spirit away from home was fantastic. And remember, we conceded late um, away to Everton mm, and he said, we're going to fix this. And we fixed it and you thought,
0: yeah, Fuck I me,
5: they're, they're responding yeah. to the coaching. What they're doing on the training pitch has actually been implemented on, on the... But then it degraded when you kind of realised that he was so stubborn in his methodology with his possession football and, and, and none of the attacking side of it worked. You kind of thought, well, now it's not going anywhere. And he just imploded in the end, and we yeah. had to make the change. But, yeah, we, we get certain things right. We get the important things that will finish it off wrong... And it collapses, and, and at the minute you're right. We're not seeing enough from him. It's almost like he has given up a little bit. Like was all that pressing in those early games, away from home, a couple of good performances. But yeah, I don't. I think it's, it's. I remember that 20. We're going to win the league, by the way. Yeah. <laughs>
0: How
4: many points? Um, say about twenty. 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 Just, just, give, just give me a heads is, is that possible? Save game is that, that possible? I thought it was twelve. 12, yeah. 12. We win
1: the league by 12 points.
4: We can still win by 20 points. Yeah. going to win every
1: single Fazio, game. Fazio said in the press this week that we can still win the league. I love that. Which I thought was just. Did he say we won the league or top yeah, four? Nice. No, so can... Like can still him. win the league. I like yeah. him. I like Fazio. I'd like to say on record, I think Fazio, should... Fazio and Batong in every match for me. Okay. okay. <laughs> let, 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 <laughs> let him develop partnership. <laughs>
4: do, 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 do. a partnership. Fazio. Do, do. Have, <laughs> have you ever mentioned about 1882 Newcastle, by the way?
1: Yeah, right, that's, that's,
0: that's not possible. Is yeah, it? we don't want to give more bad news. It's, it's not going to happen. They're taking oh. every ticket and more. They're trying to get more. They're trying to get 2,000. Fair play
1: to them. It's midweek. Oh, that's incredible. Jesus Christ.
0: Incredible. Silly
1: Geordies. Oh, uh, we're going
0: to smash them to bits anyway.
1: It's, it's, got, it's got our name all over it, the league cut this year. Yeah, oh, absolutely. There. Yeah, mate. We're, that, we're going to Wembley. Oh. Absolutely. 100%. Well, you, you, again, you heard it here first. That's happening. Yeah, now we have putting on. all my money on it. We're going to win it. Yeah. Not just going to Wembley, we're going to win the whole fucking game. We beat Southampton in the final. I'll,
5: I'll, I'll take that. I'll a
1: think. bit of silverware.
5: Seventh, place. as is, we're going through yeah, transition Crazy question.
1: So we're, so we're 12th right now. Would we settle for a cup? Doesn't matter which one. And 12th? Yeah. I would. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good. Right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Make heroes out of these current players. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It. You always remember players who win cups?
1: Alan Nielsen, for Christ's sake. I heck. just remember. Paul him. Stewart, man. He uh, was a fucking exactly, hero yeah. to me. Stefan Everson. That dive yeah, uh, made the assist. That so Wimbledon uh, semi-final, and yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. it was brilliant. Oh, oh, and so, so, memories so, among such, such average football. Well, footballers. this is almost like an.
0: It's not our team now. Is better than that team. Way M- better. Much this better. it's way better. But you look back and you think about, it and you forget all the abject misery. You forget yeah. the way you felt when you lost, and you remember those moments of unbridled ecstasy and that <laughs> that that goal that uh, uh, that Everson scored. I was in uh, the what a pub was it was called the uh, the Cockerel, which is on the corner of White Hart Lane yeah. And, yeah. The, and the and the high road it's now some sort of health centre but um I was in the toilet having a piss when we scored that goal with my mate and we went running out into the crowd cops out you? everything <laughs> it didn't matter what a sight. we just won it with 10 men because hadn't Edinburgh sent mm, yeah, off yeah uh, and it was everything that I ever needed from Tottenham so it doesn't matter how bad it gets. The moments of glory are just round the corner, and just keep believing. Even that when we
1: beat Chelsea in the, the last one. Oh, that was I mean, that team. You know there are a lot of very average footballers in that team. I, don't I mean know. like Tainio. I love Tainio. Secura. He's one of my favourites. Tainio mean, was brilliant. He was brilliant. But I mean
0: he wouldn't get near this. Team. This is before yeah. Gareth Bale's ascendance into
1: god and, but, but, Yeah, I mean we, we did have our best. That centre-back pairing, if only. Woodgate and King. are yeah, amazing. Know.
0: OK, that's it from the Fighting Cop podcast. Thank you very much, Charlie, for coming back. Very welcome. Sorry um, for talking so much. I hope no, don't be serious. That's what it's all about. I mean, it just be radio silence avoid. <laughs> I get sick of my own voice, and I'm sure everyone else does. Uh, T, thank you for making it. After Thursday, I thought I wouldn't see you for about three or four weeks.
4: I'm awake, and I'm here.
0: You're here. Good. Spooky. <laughs> all right. You didn't go. No. Uh, Gutted. Felt, felt bad. All the all we've been doing in the WhatsApp group is talking about the funny stories we've had, so it must be difficult for There's you. No, there
5: was no context until you, you gave me context, and, and now I, it was almost like I was there. Yeah. I wish I was there to fall asleep by your side, T. Yeah, I could have,
4: could have been holding hands asleep. <laughs> uh
5: Yeah,
0: so uh, download the podcast
5: as normal. Um, download last week's one if you haven't heard it yet. With
0: yeah,
1: it's the, brilliant. With the trust. Yeah, it was a good podcast. We did a good job.
5: Well, they did a good job by talking. Yeah.
1: In fact, don't listen to this one. Listen to last week's. it's way more interesting. But then you've got to the end. you got to the late. end of this one, yeah. so you're lost.
4: <laughs> Imagine momentum. Yeah, fuck it. Back to fun. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, uh, buy the
0: uh, silver Fanzine's available. Uh, the new fanzine will be up for pre-order in about two weeks. That's uh, hot off the press news days, and uh, the app is free. Regular shit. Thank you very much for downloading the Fighting Cup podcast. Sorry it hasn't been more upbeat. Come on, you Spurs. Come on,
6: you
5: Tottenham
1: Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Tottenham Spurs. Yeah. 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 Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Tottenham
0: Spurs. Yeah. I like saying come on, you coys now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's it. The Fighting Cup podcast done.